ബാഹിമീനുസലമുഅലമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹിമീബാഹ
Nabi Karim sallallahu understands there's something very important to come. An angel comes in the presence of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he says, Ya Muhammad, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Abshir bi nurain. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, receive and be happy with the glad tidings of two divine lights. That this has been given to you and your ummah. No other Nabi or Ummah has received this before. And what was this two? Number one was Suratul Fatiha, and number two is Khawatima Suratul Baqarah. The last two concluding verses of Suratul Baqarah. How rich is this Ummah? How much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us, conferred His innumerable favors, is left for us to and realize and understand that how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Umar radiallahu anhu said, مَا كُنْتُ أَرَى أَحَدًا يَعْقِلْ يَنَامْ حَتَّى يَقْرَأْ خَوَيْفَرَ He says, I don't think so. Very similar sentiments have been echoed by Ali radiallahu anhu. These two sahaba radiallahu anhu are saying, that they can't and impossible to find a person of intelligence, person who's got some samaj and intelligence, that he'll ever retire and sleep at night without reading the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. So there has to be special attachment, fadila, virtue that's attached to these verses. And there has to be some great meaning for those virtues to be attached. Qari, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned Man qara'a bil ayatain min akhiri surati al-baqara fi laylatin kafata That person who recites the last two verses of surati al-baqara From amana al-rasul till the end Amana al-rasul bima unzil and billahu nafsan Which ends off with wa'fu anna wa fillana warhamna if a person recites this on any night before going to sleep, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, these two verses are sufficient for you. Some ulama explain that so potent is these two verses, so that it suffices you from reading any other wazifa. If you read this, it's sufficient for the night. And some ulama explain and say, kafata aymin kulli shar. These two verses are sufficient to protect us from the evil of the time. Evil of the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, protects our children, our sons, and the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today in the South Africa to be youth day. Those of us that are old need to make shukar, alhamdulillah, I'm not young. For the challenges that are out there, at the youngsters knocking on their door every day, every moment. It's something we never experience. We don't know what they're going through. We have to sympathize with them and give them a support and give them a shoulder to lean on. They themselves are lost. They don't know how to deal with it. If an adult doesn't know how to deal with himself, or expect a child to understand. He's got it. How does he deal with it? What's the etiquette? What's the limit? What's the boundary? Where must I stop? How do I stop? If I cannot control myself, then what do I do? If I'm already involved, who do I resort to? Who do I turn to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. In the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
Zayd ibn Haritha was the adopted son of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What transpired in him becoming the adopted son of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He had changed hand multiple times, eventually due to one of the wars that had taken place. He had become a captive, he was a slave, sold from person to person, tribe to tribe, and eventually given into the hands of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The father, he cannot come to terms, he's lost his son, he's looking for his son, cannot find his son. Any person, sometimes you can't understand the loss of that person whose son is taken, is kidnapped. There is maybe that very rare and odd call that will come. You just know he's alive. Yet the father doesn't even know, no call, doesn't know his son. Day in, day out, he's crying. So he's crying out, he says, Oh my Zaid, I shed tears day in and day out for you. Really, I don't know what to hope for you. What has happened? Has destiny played out and you have passed away? Inna lillah, I've lost you. But if someone has taken you, leave no stone unturned in trying to find you and trace you and find you, O oh my son. He's crying for his son. He says, every day sunrise just revives a bitter thought of my son. For the rest of the world, alhamdulillah, it's daylight. For me, it's just the reminds of my son. Where is my son? Zaid, where are you Zaid? Uncle was traveling and he comes to Makkah. He sees Zaid and he asks the people around, who's that youngster? Say Zaid, who does he? Belongs to this person. Who's this person? He's the person who claims he's the Nabi of the time. What do you pride yourselves with? So they explained all of the fadila and the virtues of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Uncle left it at that. Immediately travels, comes home, meets his brother, the father of Zaid. He says, listen, I know where's your son. Now we can go and get him. He says, where's he? Makkah Mukarramah. Who's the owner? He's the slave of a person who claims to be the Nabi of the time. He's the man of impeccable character. You can't fault him. He says, that's promising. At least maybe he will sell him to us. He says, yes, I, whatever you can gather from your possessions, let's go and free. Father collects whatever he can for the freedom of his son. Comes to Makkah Mukarramah, comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, Ya Rasulullah, that's my son and I want to take my son. I want to pay whatever it is. You tell me the price and I will give you the money. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, O Father, Fahalla ghayra dhalik. How was something better than that? So he's a little bit taken aback. I want to pay for my son. What can be better? So he says, I call your son. He stands in front of me and you. I'm the master, you the father. And I give him a choice. Zaid, your choice, this is your father. If you desire, you can go. But if he desires to stay with me, O father, you don't have the right to take him away. He says, definitely. We'll say blood is thicker than water. Call him. So he's called Zaid. Zaid, who is this? It's my father. Who is this person? That's my uncle. He says, okay. Oh Zaid, 
I give you the choice, ball is in your court, you make the decision. If you want to go with your father, you go for free. I don't want even payment, ransom, nothing. You'll go for free. You walk with your father, go back home. But Uzzayt, if you want to stay with me, you can stay with me. He looks at his father, and then he says, O Muhammad must I choose someone above you? I'm staying with you. Father is, cannot believe himself. He says, Oh my son, you choose to be a slave of Muhammad You don't want to be a free son to me He says Wallahi oh my father I've seen character qualities in this personality He is like my father and my uncle He's everything to me I haven't lost anything since I've come into his custody now that's the choice sometimes our children are, have to be making. Do I remain the slave in Ghulami Muhammad وسلم, or be free to the evils and the temptations of this world? Yes, the way I dress, I am guided by Muhammad وسلم, or just, do I be free and dress as, as I want or whatever I, re- I, I like to dress, eat whatever I want or do I prefer to be guided and limited to the choice of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us children. This is an amana. That amanat has to be utilized. We have to be very careful how we look after this amana and trust because our children are a message to Atsi. If you want to know what's tomorrow, we have to see to one of the countries overseas. There was plans of expanding the masjid so the plans were sent to council council had said on a certain day due to capacity they saying we need to expand the masjid so then the announcement and the response had come from council on a certain day we are coming to the masjid so mashallah lot will say message was going out that the council on a certain day will be coming to assess evaluate whether there's any merit and requirement Brothers, please treat it like a Friday and come. Come in your numbers. Let's be sure, come the day before and the day after. We don't know who's the person that's going to assess, who's the officer. We don't know who's he. He may come uncovered. He may just... He may, we, we, we may not even know. So please, brothers, come in your numbers. Alhamdulillah for those days. The Musallis came in their droves. The response after that, one week, no permission. Brothers cannot believe it. He said, Masjid was packed. We were really packed to capacity, brimming at it seems. How come we denied? We prepared for that day. They wanted to have a meeting with the council. They appealed it. Meet with council. Officer is there, person who assessed. He says, excuse me, brother. On what grounds do you deny our request? He says that you want to expand the masjid, but for tomorrow you don't require it. You want to expand your present facility, you don't require it for your future. What are you saying? He's saying you want to expand for your present crowd, there is no musallis and worshippers for the future. Meaning I looked and I counted the youth in your masjid, there's no future. We were the youth, we were the youth in your masjid. Masjid is for you. You want to expand for the future? There's no requirement for the future. 
We ask ourselves, is Masjid Salam for the future? Are the future in the Masjid? Are the future leaders in the first saf? Do we see them Fajr Salah first saf? The leaders of tomorrow, are they here? Are we grooming the leaders of tomorrow? Number one is, do we know, do we have a dream and aspiration? Nabi Ibrahim والسلام, had a dream. He had a dream. His dream was, Oh my Allah, in my progeny must be someone who will be the flag bearer of Nubuwat and prophethood. Subhanallah, the final prophets against the desires of the Jews comes from Banu Ismail, from the progeny of Ibrahim There was the dream of Ibrahim Allah accepted it. Ibrahim cries in Makkah Mukarramah. What is his dua? He's crying for a son. But his dream and his aspiration, Rabbana salah. Ya Allah, my son, Ya Allah, he must establish salah. Forget about just him establishing salah. Allah accepted his construction of Kaaba Sharif, that the Qibla is the Qibla of the Muslims till the day of Qiyamah. Because he had a dream for his son. Are we still dreaming or are we dreaming for our children? What dream do I have? have? Do I have a left a legacy for my son? You say, better when I die, you'll remember me. I built this masjid. Better when I pass away, you'll remember I did this for the deen of Allah. And you'll never forget me because you know how many ulama we hosted. And you'll never forget me because we went and fed so many poor people. And you know how much of time I gave back to the community. Are we leaving a legacy? What are we leaving for our children? Every one of us, alhamdulillah, we've got time. It's just the dal kawu and we've got sit with the family, sit down. What am I leaving for my son? What are you leaving for your daughter? Is there anything substance for them to take to say, mommy used to do this. When there was a beggar, we took it serious. When there was a knock on the door, we entertained. Is this sifat? Are they akhlaq? Are they qualities? So these last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ Why so much of virtue fadila to these last two concluding verses of Surah Al-Baqarah? The first, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has brought iman in Allah. بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ He has brought iman in whatever has been revealed upon him. Whatever has been revealed. We have to sometimes make efforts on the iman and the protection, the galvanizing of the iman of our children. Alhamdulillah, we spend to protect and safeguard our property and our assets. But the greatest asset is the person who will make Isali Sawab after my demise. The person who is going to come to my grave and read three quls and surah Yasin. Subhanallah, father passes away, the son is in tears. Malana says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the destiny of Allah. We're making dua for him. Your father was a good man. He used to be in the masjid. He used to give a lot of masjid. We require donations. He always extended a very healthy, generous amount to the masjid. We're making a lot of dua for him. The son is still crying. One week later, he comes to Mulana. He says, Mulana, I'm not crying because of my father. I'm crying because I don't know what to do for my father. He says, what do you mean you don't know what to do? He says, I don't even know how to read Kulu Allahu Ahad. How do I make Isale Sawab? You're saying Isale Sawab. Must read and blow. 
How do I do that? He says, your father didn't teach you that? He says, no, he didn't teach me. I saw a lot of things happening in his life. He wasn't, he didn't give me that personal attention. There wasn't active parenting. Are we preparing someone to read at my grave? Will know Surah Yasin and come read? Or will he pay someone to come read Surah Yasin? Or will he call the boys to see one khatam of Quran in the house? I don't know how to read Quran also. Will he have the time or will he be busy at the shop that was left in inheritance? Are we leaving any legacy? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. We be worried and concerned of the iman. That's the first message of here. Aman al-Rasul. Bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihi wal mu'minun and the believers. Kullun, every one of them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Kullun, amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusuli. They believe in Allah, the prophets, the angels, the books, the heavenly scriptures. They believe in everything. And the effort of attack on our children at present is you have to understand what you are doing. If you don't understand, don't do it. If you understand, do it. If we're not going to be making efforts in the tarbiyat of our children, then it's, we're going to be running around for parelu pani, you're going to look for the greatest amil of the world. You'll, pay, you'll, be, you'll even be ready to pay his business ticket, fly him to South Africa so he can come and read and blow on your son. That reading and blowing may not help if for 18 years you never sat with your son. Listen, this pride ourselves with. This month, we don't pride ourselves with what they are saying. We pride ourselves with the legacy of Ibrahim salam. With Qurbani, with sacrifice, with Sunnah, with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with Durood Sharif. Give time now, else your money will not be able to repay it. It's easier to prepare strong children than repay broken men. It's easier to prepare strong children than repay broken men. We've got them, the future of tomorrow in our hands, in our homes. Else, examples of a, one of our friends, and he phones and he says, Molana, any contacts in Cape Town? Any contacts? He said, I've got a contact, but it's not about just the contacts. What happened? He says, frantic. He says, boy became murdad. He phoned his father. He says, dad, dad, listen, don't even send Molana. Don't even send whoever you want. I've made my decision. I'm happy with my decision. I'm a free man to make my choice. I'm no more a Muslim. Now he's going back to the drawing board. Where did I go wrong? You were not in the game where you went wrong. You never played the game. Now when you caught offside, you want to know what happened? You don't know what happened. Now you're looking for contacts. Who's going to speak to him? But you need someone who can rub shoulders with him. Who he is, he will be ready to speak to. It's not just about sending someone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Have we made an effort before we send the children out? Are we making the correct decisions when we're choosing careers, when we're choosing institutions for them to study? That listen, your iman will alhamdulillah, you go here. This faculty, be careful, your iman, you rather do this one, not that one. That school, this school. Not those friends, these friends. Are we guiding them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Another message. These ayat are so packed. The dalka will get cold. So much of message in just these last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا 
Quran Sharif is saying that this is the motto of a Muslim. Sami'na wa ata'na. You bring any ayah of the Quran. Sami'na wa ata'na. Allah has said, I have heard and I will obey. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has said and I will obey. I'm happy with this. I don't need any better. If you introduce Allah to your children, they will serve you. If you introduce Nabi Salasan to your children, they'll be so content with life, there will be no peer pressure because they know that's the best. Subhanallah. Sometimes you see a youngster, you look at his phone and you see, hey, shame, and I think so maybe you can go on. But your father can't afford. He says, no, Mulana, it's not about these things. These things mean nothing to me. They mean nothing. If I can be in Fajr Salah first self, I'm happy. But the phone, whether you give me that phone or this phone, I'm still going to make a phone call. What else? I'm going to do the same thing. So that the out of the pressure that I have to upgrade and I have to be better and I have to be in line with what's happening around in my friends. They've got the best, they'll be content. We've got Muhammad Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, La yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa wus'aha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never burdens a soul beyond its ability. Every one of us. The rich, you've got a test for your rich, for your riches. The poor, you've got a test for your poverty. The health, test for your health. And the sick, you've also got a test for your, for your sickness. Every one of us have a test. The test of every person is different. You cannot see and you're not writing the next man's examination. You don't know what he's going through. He may smile. Maybe he learned for his test. He may smile because he's happy and content with him. He knows there's someone worse off than him. But we all are going through a test. Brothers and elders, hang on there. Don't throw in the towel. It's not the end of the road. It's not the end. We all are going through tests, especially our youngsters. Give them that courage and hope. It's for this reason you'll find many people suicidal inclinations. They don't know how to deal and tolerate. How do I navigate through this problem? I'm in a maze. How do I come out? First, they haven't even identified the problem. Is this everything just cast off them like a ton of bricks? They don't know which way to turn. They don't even know what is the savior in life. There's hope for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sharif. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This heart, you know, like a compass. The moment you spin a compass, you will notice that that needle is restless. As long as you're going to be spinning yourself in the dunya, chakra of the dunya, the heart. But turn that heart to Allah. Like that needle, the moment it's facing true north, then it's at ease. Yes, it's facing true. Wherever you turn that compass, it wants to go north again. Turn your life in every direction. Look for the best of cars, buy turbo, twin turbo, whichever one. But the heart will never be content until Allah is not in there. Have the best and palatial of homes. If Allah is not there, you still need sleeping tablets. If Allah is not in that heart, what does the heart require? It requires Allah. That's the greatest richness any one of us can achieve. Achieve Allah. If we've got Allah, we've got everything. If you don't have Allah, you've got nothing. You've lost everything. 
Nothing we've got. The journey is short, brothers. We don't know. We've heard in so many cases, young boy already wheelchair, bound to his wheelchair. Person in his 20s, accident passed away, gone, left behind children. Person in his 30s, diagnosed with the... Uh, he's on dialysis three times a week, can't go to the shop properly, can't work correctly. Father is looking after him, yet he thought he was the heir to the throne. We need Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. We make an effort, we don't know when that book is going to close and we're going to stand in front of Allah. Life is too short to play around with, really it's too short. We don't have enough time to change tomorrow. We have to change today. And remember what goes around comes around. What you're going to give your children will come back to you. What you're going to give society by speaking lies, by dishonesty, whatever, that will come back to you. It'll come back and bite. Simple incident. Farmer, he wanted to buy bread. So the baker used to supply him in ancient times with bread. So he asked the baker, how much is this bread? Give him a price. So he says, this is one kilo of bread. So he built a relationship, the big farmer, from you butter. He says, well and good, buy for me butter. So what we'll do is, uh, we'll settle it, we'll offset it. I'll give you one kilo of bread, you give me one kilo of butter. No problem. After some time, the baker realized that the butter is less than a kilo. So he went to the judge, he complained, opened up a case, and he says, this man is robbing me. He says, what? I asked him for one kilo of butter. Judge desert of here, it's unopened. This is 700 grams. He says, bring it, put it on the scale, 700 grams. Valid case, call the farmer. He says, farmer, listen, the deal was one kilo of butter. You've just given him 700 grams, not a kilo. He says, I don't know. So he says, okay, no problem. Uh, what, what instrument do you use to weigh the butter? He says, listen, I don't weigh the butter. He says, then how do you sell one kilo of butter? He says, he gives me one kilo of bread. So I put it on the scale. This is one kilo. And I fill it up proportionately. When it's equal, then I pay him. So the judge said, excuse me, Baker, you need to go to jail. What goes around comes around. You are giving the man 700 grams of bread. That's why you're giving 700 grams of butter back. He's putting it on the scale. He doesn't have a one kilo weight. He puts your bread and proportionately he gives you. What goes around comes around. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. The last hope that we have, the end of the surah. Wa'fu anna, lana, warhamna. Anta maulana kafirin. That let us take our time and make dua. Dua is that secret ingredient that will rise us. Like that cake, you can put every ingredient, but as long as that baking powder and that raising agent, the cake wouldn't rise. But as long as there is dua in our lives, we'll rise above the rest of all of our problems, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq and the ability and these months, the, 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 the month that we are going to be entering, coming into Dhul Hijjah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. The first nine, ten days, very meritorious days. Every fast, the day of every day equivalent to one year, subhanAllah. The ibadat of every night, guaranteed Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr, we have to have programs. You are guaranteed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq wa akhir da'wana.